God is good. Amen. As we are standing, we can go uh, transition to the word of the Lord. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Start reading in verse 14. Amen. It says, For the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country, who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. Unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one. To every man according to his several ability, straightway took his journey. Then he that received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them another five talents. And likewise, he that received two, he also gained the other two. But he that received one went and digged in the earth and hid his Lord's money. And after a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. Jesus describes this as how the kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven, is, is like this, how it operates like this. So we're going to look into that. Uh, I want to preach to you from this title, Committed to the Kingdom. Committed to the Kingdom. Greet a few people around you as you're seated today. Man, we've now uh, officially embarked into uh, the second month of this new year already. Can you believe we've already left one month behind? Uh, this new year is upon us, and uh, I believe and I hope we are moving forward uh, for a great start this year. And uh, I believe that we're going to see great things happen this year. Uh, for you and for me and for this church. Does anyone want to believe that with me? God's going to do something great this year like never before. Amen. Paul tells us it is written, I hath not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. And so there's no reason not to believe that we're not going to see a miraculous year this year, that we're not going to see miracles and signs and wonders, that we're not going to see great things happen in the church because God is preparing something for us uh, this year. Uh, the windows of heaven or the floodgates in the, uh, are going to open up and, and backsliders are going to come back to the church. Anyone believe that? They're going to darken the doors of this church again. And man, we're going to see revival start up at first in our own life, in our own heart, and that fire is going to spread to somebody else and ultimately through this community. Amen. But the greatest thing that can happen this year greatest thing that can happen this year is not more blessings from God. It's not seeing the miraculous as, as we want to see and will see, and, uh, but I don't think that takes the cake. And uh, we, 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 we're praying and we're expecting revival in our hearts, in our homes, and in our city. And as great as that is, there is uh, something even greater that can happen. And uh, we want to see all those things happen, but the greatest thing that can happen to us this year is Jesus Christ returning to the earth uh, for his church, for his bride. The rapture of the church is the greatest thing that can happen this year. And I think we kind of forget about that sometimes. We've got our calendars all planned out, and we've got events and all these things, but the second coming of our Lord Jesus is the greatest thing that can ever happen this year, and it's not preached about enough, and I hope we haven't forgot about it and put it on the back burner of our minds, but when Jesus is calling for his church to come home, that's the greatest thing that can ever happen to you and I uh, in this world, um, and we've been talking about it for a while the church has hundreds of years, but um, things seem to be speeding up out there. Time speeds up, and 
We know that that just uh, makes Jesus' return and the rapture of the church that much sooner. Uh, and so we don't need to be focused or consumed about with uh, all of these other things, but uh, we need to make sure we're keeping ourselves attentive uh, to the Word of God, attentive to the Spirit of God, and listening for that trumpet to sound because it can happen at a moment's notice and a, and a twinkling of an eye, and we can be out of here. Uh, and so we may never see the rest of this year, but we got to be okay with that because we'll be with Jesus. I mean, as much as uh, we desire to improve our lives this year, uh, be in a better place than we were last year, and uh, but we will be uh, one day soon and very soon we'll be going to a place where there is no more tears, no more pain, no more struggle or sorrow. Uh, it sounds so much better uh, than getting a raise this year or getting a new car or getting a bigger house, going to a place where the streets are lined with gold. That, uh, that cannot be matched in this world, and that's what is waiting for us, and we can't remember, we can't forget that that all can happen in a moment's notice. And so when the fullness of time has come, whenever the Lord decides uh, that is going to happen, whether we are ready or not, whether people are ready or not, it's going to happen. So we need to make sure that we are ready to meet our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. We, we live in the present time. We can recall, recall the past, but we cannot see the future. Uh, you know, we kind of speculate in things, but uh, uh, we can see the past and we can see our present, but we can't really see the future. We have, uh, you know, signs and things that are forming, things forming in the foreground. We can maybe put pieces together, but uh, uh, if you add 10 years to your life, uh, we're going to feel it. It's going to have an impact on us, uh, an impact on our minds and our bodies. Um, and some of us uh, have already beginning to run out of space. Uh, Brother Buck is going to be having a big birthday party this year. Is he here? Okay. Some of us, uh, not to mention any names, but are running out of space on their cake for candles. But God, on the other hand, he doesn't live by, he's not bound by time. Uh, time is in his hands he can step in the time and out of time, and he can see the end from the beginning because he isn't bound by this dimension that we are in. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever because time has no effect on him, which is why he still deserves praise and worship. Even though things change in our life, he hasn't changed. He is still the same. He is still a healer. He is still a deliverer. He is still our Savior. He is still everything that we need. Just because our surroundings has changed doesn't mean God has. It doesn't have an effect on him. It affects us. And so he is just as powerful today as he was yesterday, last week, or last year. And his word is still true today as it was 2,000 years ago and as it, even further back when he first spoke it and everything came into existence. Because the Bible tells us the word is already settled in heaven. It's, it's been established. It's good. That's the only thing that we can rest assured that is not going to change is the word of God. That's why we need to align ourselves uh, with uh, his word so that we are ready uh, to meet him at a moment's notice. And so uh, everything takes time um, to develop and, and transpire. Um, growth takes time, but it doesn't uh, but time doesn't necessarily produce growth. Most people are convinced that time is their greatest ally in the pursuit of growth and the fulfillment of promises and, and becoming the man or woman that God has called them to be. Um, good things do take time to develop and come to pass, but uh, the belief that time, that the, just the mere passage of time 
is going to bring about all these changes in your life is something that people can get caught up in. Just because time has passed by doesn't mean really any anything has grown or, or, or good change has come. Um, that uh, if we just let a few more days or weeks or months pass by, uh, this may happen or start in my life. And uh, if there are things that you wanted to get accomplished in 2022 and they did not uh, happen for whatever reason, um, maybe uh, adding more time does not necessarily mean it's going to happen this year. It takes more than time. It takes a, a desire to make something happen with that time that we're given. And, uh, and so time is an element of the process, but is not the thing, the catalyst for things to get started. What, what it takes is somebody uh, putting an effort towards uh, a, a desire or a goal or, or, or a, a, a ministry or, or, or something that you're looking for to get done, just sitting around and checking days off is not necessarily going to make that thing happen. We have to do something about that with the time that we have been given, uh, and so uh, we have to be diligent and uh, purposeful uh, in our time that it is going towards what we want it to go towards. Um, and, and in our culture, our American uh, culture, crazy culture, uh, you, every now and again they have these uh, you know, these shows that just take the stage and everyone talks about, uh, you know, it, it, it used to be like America's Funniest Home Videos. Then it kind of moved to who wants to be a millionaire, uh, getting everyone excited about winning money and calling friends or, or answering questions. And, uh, you know, now it's more like uh, uh, America's Got Talent or American Idol, whatever we want. We're looking for people who want to be an idol. Uh, I don't, you can't really, I don't know how you can be a Christian and line up with that. I want to be an idol, Lord. Uh, it, it's just kind of wide open out there in the open now, isn't it? But uh, the world is always looking for people uh, for their talents and their gifts and their abilities, and they'll pay them big money if they'll give and surrender and serve uh, these companies or, 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 or people and give their talents and time and energy to those things. Uh, but as much as this world is looking for talents and treasures and giftings, uh, there's something else that is looking for talents and, and giftings, and that is the kingdom of God. God, too, is looking for your talent. God is looking for your gifting to, to be a part, to be put to use in his kingdom. Uh, and he knows you have a talent, and he knows you have a gift, and he knows you have the ability to do something. Why? Because he gave it to you. He gave us all talents. He gave us all abilities and, and skills and, and things that we can do in this life. And I know that we use them in our natural world and our natural life to, to get by and to, to, to be a part of an active member of society and all of these things. But uh, that's not why God gives us those giftings. Uh, I, I believe he gives us those gifts so that we can bless the kingdom and not bless the world. Uh, the world's going to be a, reap the benefit of that no matter what, but uh, we need to make sure we're giving that back to God because he's the one who gave it to us in the first place. The, our, our text today talked about, uh, as Jesus described, the kingdom of heaven is as a, a man that is traveling to a far country and uh, before he leaves, he gives his servants uh, goods and talents, um, and, you know, one five and one uh, two, and another one he gave one. But he said uh, he gave um, every man according to his several ability. And so it doesn't say that he left anybody out. It says everybody got something. According to their ability, they all got something. And all three of these servants, they were on an, a, an equal playing field. Now, we get focused on how many this one got and how many that one got and how many he got. But they all on the equal playing field because uh, uh, the master gave each servant what he could handle. 
that's the level playing field. God gives everybody what they're able to handle and able to, uh, to process and use. And so uh, he gives them out fairly to everybody. Uh, and so we, we tend to get caught up uh, in who has what and, and counting other people's things. When doing that, we can get discouraged about what we have. When God, that is not the basis for what God gave us our talents and our giftings for. He didn't say, well, I gave them two, so I'm going to give you one or I'm going to give you three. No, he doesn't look at anybody else when he's given you a gift or a talent. No, he knows, he, lo- he knows what your ability is and says, hey, I can see what you can do and this is what I give to you. Uh, and so that is what we are to focus on, uh, our gifts, our talents, and our abilities and so that we are using them correctly and giving them for the kingdom of God because he's the one who gave them to us. Uh, had he overloaded one servant, let's say the two-talent guy, uh, had the master given him five, then it would have been unfair to him. But the master gave them out fairly to everybody. And so it's all a fair, equal playing field uh, based on what the master decided. Uh, and he is fair and he is just. And so the master knows how much that they can handle. And so our problem is God gives us one or two or three talents. And we look at somebody else who has five talents. And we say, wow, look how gifted they are. They're so much better than me. Now, uh, that's not what God is saying. God's saying, you are, uh, you are as good as I made you, and this is what I'm giving you to use for your, uh, for your abilities and your skills for my kingdom. Uh, and so uh, what we don't know is, uh, is if that God gave us what we wanted, it probably wouldn't be good for us. If I have one talent, but I want five like so-and-so, and God gave me that five, then what would happen to me? If I'm only able to handle one and, and all of a sudden a dump, a dump truck comes and lo- unloads everything in my life uh, because that's what I've been wanting to compare myself with uh, somebody else, uh, I'm going to be overloaded. And what's going to happen? I, uh, I'll quit or get de- depressed or, or tired or worn out or, or beat down. And, and what good comes from that? And so that's why God knows exactly uh, what we are all able to handle, and he gives them out fairly. We mess the process up if we start comparing ourselves with one another and saying, look how gifted they are. I'm not that gifted. I'm not like them. Of course you're not like them. Everybody is different, uh, but God gave something special to you that they cannot handle. The person with five talents can't handle the one that you have because God gave it to you and not to them. We all have a special gifting and talents. That's what we need to look towards and, 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 and reach for and help develop and grow, not what everyone else has. And so we would get stressed out and we would get fatigued and we would lose focus. We'd forget about God and we would quit the church and blame the church and blame God for all kinds of things when we haven't really been focusing on our own calling, our own ministry, our own talents. We're focusing on everybody else, but uh, uh, what good does that bring to the kingdom of heaven? So God already knows uh, that he, he knows he, he gives us based on what we're able to handle, and so we need to be grateful for what we have. We need to cherish what we have. We need to protect and fight for what we have, our gifts, our talents, and our ability. We don't need to let the devil steal them or, or somebody else talk down about them. No, this is mine, and this is my gift, and I want to use it for God's kingdom and his ability because he's the one who gave it to me. I want to use it for his glory, and that's all that matters, me using my gifts for the kingdom of God and for his glory. And so all the servants that we read about, they all have equal talents and they all have an equal amount of time to, 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 to grow their talents and to use them for their master and his kingdom. And so the master returns. Uh, five got five more. Two got two more. Uh, you see, percentage-wise, it's all equal. 
Uh, five got five, that's doubling. Two got two, that's doubling. It doesn't matter how much you had. If you double it, then you're, you're on par with everybody else. But what happened was the one who got one didn't do anything with it. He got a zero return. Uh, everything was fair uh, and equal, uh, but he uh, messed things up because he uh, wanted just to not use what God had given him. Maybe he was so focused on the other people and what they were doing with all their stuff. Uh, I'm going to hold on to mine and not use it because uh, I like what they have. And I, I want to see what they're doing and, and how they're serving and, and all these things. But he, uh, he, hold, he held on to it. He buried it in the ground. And uh, he, he just believed that since time had passed, that what uh, he had maybe should have grown or got better. I don't know what his thoughts were, uh, but uh, just because the time passed by, nothing happened with it because he didn't do anything with his gift. And so he, he did nothing with it, and so therefore he gained nothing, but yet somehow he was believing, he was hoping for everything, hoping for the best. And uh, you cannot bury your potential in the ground and expect it to grow. We've got to do something about it. You've got to start using it. You've got to start sharpening. Iron sharpens iron. Uh, gifts uh, and talents and abilities have to be used in order to become better and more efficient and stronger and better. And so growth takes time and blessings takes time and answered prayers take time. But time is not going to magically make everything happen all together. we got to do something about it as well. We've got to step up and, and start utilizing the things that God has given us. Otherwise, time passes by and nothing's really happened with what God has given us. And so we can't just sit around and hope that something happens. Uh, we have to take action. And uh, I hope all I wanted to uh, get done uh, last year, I hope it gets done this year, but if I don't have a plan for it, it's going to be the end of the year and nothing's been done. Uh, and so we're going to need to uh, more than just time and hope to for a, a change and growth to take place. We're going to have to need some uh, kind of action uh, and doing things uh, requires our time, our energy, our sacrifice. Um, it requires us being less selfish. Uh, maybe that's one of the underlying things with this, uh, this one talent servant is he was just too selfish, just all about him. And uh, you got to be able to willing to, uh, to say, I I'm going to give up some of my time uh, to use this gift and this talent for the kingdom of God. If we're not willing to, to sacrifice and, and give and, and volunteer and to help and to serve, uh, then not, we're not really using, utilizing what God has given us. But if we will do that for the world and for our job, but we won't do it for the kingdom, what does that say? That we'll take God's gift and talent and we'll help, help the world grow, but we won't help the church grow. That has a, that's a whole other uh, side road there uh, to deal with, but... Uh, we all have things that we uh, have on our list that we want to do, but we can't just expect to have the items just crossed off and done for us because time has passed. Another month has gone by, and so you go back to look at your, your honeydew list, and uh, nothing has been checked off, and you're wondering what happened. Well, just time passed by, and nothing was done. Those talents and gifts weren't put to use to do that, and so... Um, we would love to see these things happen in our life, in our, in our personal life, our personal goals, but we have to do something for that and, and move towards that direction. I, I can't expect somebody else to come over and say, hey, let me help you out with your list, although I'd love for that. But we all have our own list to do, right? And we're focused on doing our list, and if we're going to go help somebody else's list, that means we're We've got to sacrifice and saying, well, this ain't getting done in my life, uh, but I'm going to go help somebody else out. And, uh, you know, we're all, we're all willing to be recipients of that extra help to cross those things off our list. Uh, but in the kingdom of God, 
uh, God has given us these things, these gifts and, and talents, so that we can help bless and grow his kingdom. Why? So that his will can be done and so that the world can be blessed through the church, not through your, your, your job. The greatest blessing in this world is going to come through the church, not through our jobs and our, uh, our worldly things. But uh, the church needs to grow and, and needs uh, people to serve and uh, help, uh, help it to reach the community for the kingdom of God because it's about his glory. It's about his purpose and about his, his name that is going to be declared in this city and in this world. And it takes people, you and I, to do those things. To give everything back to the king, to the kingdom, but the uh, God is this is His kingdom and He's all powerful and He's all Almighty and He. Uh, the truth is, is that He doesn't really need anything from us. God is self-sufficient. He's all all powerful. He rules and reigns in this universe and this world all by Himself. And if we come and go uh, on the screen of time and uh, nothing happens from us. That God is not uh, diminished or taken away because we didn't help out. God can handle everything by himself, and he has been before you and I showed up. We show up and we think that the world revolves around us now, uh, but it's been revolving thousands of years before we even arrived because God is in control and his will is being done. But he doesn't need anything from us. Uh, he didn't need anything from anyone to help uh, create this world. He just spoke it into existence, and uh, he uh, can do what he wants to do. And so the kingdom of heaven is likened unto uh, this master who, who goes off on a journey, and he has servants and, and, and people there, and he gives them gifts and talents and abilities uh, and so we know that the, the master uh, doesn't need them, but he's obviously giving them uh, an opportunity to help uh, themselves grow and help his kingdom grow. Um, uh, God doesn't need anything from us, but yet he w invites us to be a part of what he is doing. Because we've done nothing but made a mess for ourselves and our kingdom, right? Uh, and so God gives us all a, a second chance and a, another opportunity to uh, pour into something that is worthy uh, uh, of pouring into. Uh, our kingdom and our, our life and our livelihood is, is uh, we may think it's great, but uh, uh, on the grand scheme of things, it's, it doesn't match up to his greatness and to his kingdom. Uh, and so he doesn't need our eyes or our ears. Uh, but he'll, he'll, he'll use them if we'll offer them up. Uh, he doesn't need our, our help, but if we're willing to be uh, a vessel, he'll, he'll pour his power and his majesty and his anointing through us, and we'll get to feel the benefits and, and see great things happen through us, but he doesn't need us. He can still do it all by himself. He doesn't need our feet to walk around and pass out tracts or to invite people around uh, to the church uh, because God can speak to the hearts and minds of everyone in this world at the same time and tell them all to go to church. Then we'd all be in a real problem. But that's not really how he, he kind of does things as we see with this parable and we know through our own lives that God likes to use his people. And I, we should just be happy to be a part of what God is doing, uh, but we don't want to just show up and to be on the sidelines, but I want to be actively a part of what God is doing in my life uh, and in the church because he's done so much for me. I just want to give back. I want to pour back. Why? Not just from the talents and stuff, but he saved me from a devil's hell. He saved me from a world of darkness and, and death, and he pulled me out of that miry clay. He didn't have to do all that and gave us a new life after we've been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. He cleaned up our life, and so we're grateful to be a part of what God is doing in our lives. But just standing there and being grateful is one thing, but saying, how can I help God? How can I give back to what, uh, what you have done for me and done through me? Um, 
In fact, if God needed our help, really needed our help for anything, then that means he would be kind of incomplete. So he doesn't, doesn't need our help, but he likes to use uh, his people so that we can uh, be just another vessel to, for him to work through and also another testament of how great our God is because when God uses you to do something great, he gets the glory for uh, what he's done, but he also gets the glory in your life because God, I don't know how you did it, but you, you're, you're great and uh, I praise and I worship you and you deserve it all uh, and it's all for his glory, but we have to be willing to uh, serve uh, for him and for his kingdom. Uh, we are a blessed people to be a part of this uh, uh, this church and, and what God is doing. First Peter two and nine says we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that we should show forth the praises of Him who have called us out of darkness into His marvelous light, which in time past we were not a people, but are now the people of God which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. I'm so thankful that God wants to have a relationship with us after all that he's done for us, that he's still there with us, that he's not left us or forsaken us. Even though he doesn't need any of us, he wants us. He wants to walk with us, and he wants to fellowship with us. And where would we be if he did not want us? Where would we be if he did not want us? If he doesn't need us, but he wants us to be with him. And so we are blessed to be here and to be a part of it. And so one of the ways that we show how we are grateful uh, for what he has done is to uh, bless uh, his kingdom and and help work and serve uh, for his kingdom uh, because taking his giftings and talents for my benefit is selfish. It's, it should be for God, right? Since he's the one who gave it to us. Uh, we, we know that many are called and, and few are chosen. Uh, and so the invitation goes out, and then obviously it can apply in many contexts, uh, in many ways. Uh, salvation goes out to everybody, but not everyone chooses to follow the plan of salvation, not everyone chooses to adhere to the word of God and repent of their sins and be baptized in Jesus' name to be filled with the Holy Ghost and to, after that, continue to live a righteous, holy life, serving the kingdom of God uh, for his glory. Um, And so if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, know that that's what God is asking of you, to be born of the water in order to see the kingdom. And to be born of the Spirit in order to see the kingdom of heaven. And, and so uh, f- drawing closer to him is responding and obeying the word that he has declared in our lives. And so uh, many people are called, but few are chosen. I want to be a chosen person. And really that all comes down to one thing. Do you choose to, to follow because the, invi- the invite goes out to everybody, but not everyone says, okay, I will follow and I will be obedient. Uh, they would rather maybe build a kingdom for themselves than to surrender their plans and to go to work building his kingdom. Because we have to realize that it's no longer about us anymore. As much as and as great as we think that we are, it's not about us. It's about Jesus It's about the name that is above every name, and it's about his kingdom and his will that is to be done in this world and in our lives. And so we have to uh, acknowledge that it's not about us anymore. And that's what a servant does is acknowledges that I, it's not about me. It's not my kingdom. I have no say in this. I have no voice. I have no rights, really, uh, because it's all about him. And so those people who are called... Uh, the Lord uh, equips them. He, he, and so if everybody is called, then everybody is equipped with something. Uh, those who choose to respond obviously will engage in that calling and, and help develop that and live that out. Uh, the Bible tells us that the gifts and the callings of God are without repentance. 
That means God gives out those giftings. He's not looking to pull them back from you. He says, no, I gave them to you, to you for you to use for a purpose, and that purpose is to glorify me, to turn around and to use them to help prop up the name of Jesus in the kingdom of God. And so everybody has been given gifts. Everybody has talents and abilities that God gives you and says, I don't want them back, so don't try to give them back because they are without repentance. And so now we all have something, many things that God has given us. And, and so he equips us not to go and to use them for unrighteousness, but to use our members and our body and our talents for righteousness in the kingdom of God. Um, and, and so he's not going to leave us uh, just hopeless and helpless. He gives us what we need to fulfill his purpose and his plan in our life. Uh, and so that's through the, through the Holy Ghost, empowering through the Spirit of God and also many other talents, natural talents and abilities. And so he's there for us. Hebrews 13 says, Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will. He's not going to clean us up and make us perfect so that we can go and do our will and build our kingdom and do our desires and this is what we want. No, he does all of this to make us perfect in every good work to do his will uh, for his kingdom. Uh, and so working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And so... It is what, what God has given you is well-pleasing in his sight. He's pleased with what he has given you. It doesn't mean other people may be pleased with it. But again, it's not about it's none of their business, is it? This is about between me and God, what God has given me. He's pleased with it, and so I need to be pleased with it. I don't need to be try to be pleased with somebody else's gifting or talent or ability because that's stepping out of line. God is pleased what he's given you and me, and so we need to be pleased with that and return it uh, to the good, to use it for every good work for his will. Philippians 2 and 13, for it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. If you can't, if you're catching the, the message here, it's all about his, his, his work. His kingdom, uh, his abilities, uh, his name, and his glory. Uh, and so what God has given us, we need to give to him. Ephesians 2 and 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, for which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. And so we have been given these things uh, for good works. That means something good is going to come out of them. Uh, that means we're not to, to bury them and hide them uh, under a bushel. No, there's something good that God has placed inside each and every one of us, and we need to release it. We need to pour it out. We need to open it up and open up the can and start using what God has given each and every one of us for his kingdom because good is going to come from that. Uh, lives are going to be reached because of your gifting. Souls will be saved because of the kingdom of God and the church, and it's because of all our, our talents we pour back into the church so that it can, it can grow and function as God sees fit and reach souls in this world. And so it uh, doesn't matter how long you've been in the church, uh, time uh, is a factor, but time does not mean you're just going to be uh, super great at whatever God has given you. If you've never used it, then it's still in its infancy stage and it's dormant and needs to grow and develop. And so you can be in church for 40 years and, and still just have a, a, you know, a baby ministry, if we want to call it like that, uh, which that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to grow and uh, desire the milk of the word. And now we've got to grow and uh, eat, eat bigger things and steak and, and meat of the word. Uh, that's uh, using with time and also our desire to help serve and grow in the kingdom of God. And so Moses was available 
and he would be, he was kind of willing a little bit, I guess. I mean, he was available. We can say that for surety. He was available. He necessarily wasn't so willing. He was trying to get out of it, saying, God, I can't do that. I, I, I stutter. I'm slow of speech. I, I can't really communicate, even though you did go the the Egyptian State College, and the, you probably uh, graduated top honors. If you live in Pharaoh's house, you better graduate with A's. Uh, and so Moses had the finest education in the land. He probably spoke multiple languages, but uh, and, and, and who knows how he utilized them in Egypt. But when God came knocking on his heart and his door and says, hey, I want to I use you for my kingdom, then all of a sudden, well, I don't know, God. I don't know. I know I, I'm talented and I'm gifted and I'm uh, smart and uh, knowledgeable, but I, I just can't do it. I just can't help you out, God. I'm sorry. And God obviously did not accept that. Excuse, he said, who, who made the mouth? You try to pull, pull wool over God's eyes. Oh, I can't speak. I have something, uh, you know, slow stutter or whatever. And God says, who, who made the mouth? Who, who are you talking to, Moses? Uh, you've been out in the wilderness a little bit too long. You're talking to the almighty God, the one who spoke all these things into existence. And so not only do we have to be uh, available uh, and make ourselves available to serve in the kingdom of God, but we got to be willing to say, God, whatever it is you need me to do, I want to do it. I just want to be a part. I want to get my hands dirty in the kingdom and, and working and, and, and help do what God has called us to do, and that is to reach the world and to make disciples all around us. And so what separates the many people that are called or those that may be available from those that are chosen or actually doing something is their willingness to actually do that. Do you, do you want to be chosen? Do you, uh, are you willing to do what it takes to become uh, a chosen person and a, uh, a person and an active person in the kingdom of God? Uh, are we willing to go where God wants us to go, to, to do what he wants us to do? That's, it's one thing to have the ability, but it's another thing to say, okay, God, I'm going to do it. I'm going to follow after you. Uh, Matthew 25, we continue in our, our, our parable that Jesus uh, started us out on. After a long time, the Lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. So now it's time to figure out after he's come back what's what's happened. And so he that received five talents came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, uh, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. He also that received two talents came and said, Lord, thou deliverest unto me two talents. Behold, I have gained another two talents beside them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things, enter thou into the joy of the Lord. And then he which had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown and gathering where thou hast not strawed. And I was afraid. You see how fear can just paralyze you uh, from doing something for the kingdom of God. That's why God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power of love and a sound mind, because he, he wants us to be active in his kingdom and if we allow fear uh, to come into our mind, we can uh, uh, become uh, unhelpful and not do anything because of, of whatever the source of that may be. It could be other, our thoughts about other people. We, th we think about them or we think they're better or we're not worthy enough or we can't keep up or whatever. All of those things ultimately prevent us from doing what God wants us to do. Uh, and so... Uh, I was afraid, and I went and hid thy talent in the earth, and lo, thou hast uh, thine, that is thine. His Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gathered where I have not strawed. 
Uh, Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchangers, and then at my coming I uh, should have received mine own with usury. Uh, and so he's like, if, if uh, burying your talent in the kingdom of God and not using it for the kingdom of God, it's, uh, he said, it, I, would, I would rather give that to somebody else to, to work in the world and, and at least earn some interest off what I have given and so uh, thou oughtest, uh, I said that, there, take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he, ha- he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. And cast ye un- the unprofitable servant into outer darkness, there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And so... Uh, we obviously want to use what God has given us for his kingdom and for his purpose. That's the whole reason behind it all. But we can't get caught up in using our talents for the world so that the world benefits and while the, 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 the kingdom of God does not benefit at all from what God has given us. That's where it can get uh, to be in a, a tough place if we're using our talent for uh, things other than the kingdom of God. Musicians, you would come. There's always been a, a principle out there. Uh, they call it the 80-20 principle. Um, and maybe you're, 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 I'm sure you're aware of it, where 20% of the, the people do 80% of the work. Uh, and Obviously, somebody found that out and figured that out, some kind of uh, a truth or a principle that does seem to apply. Um, But I don't really see how that principle really should be carried over into the kingdom of God. We hold to that in in this natural world, and businesses are built up on that. We understand that. We we work around that principle, but... uh, Using that 80-20 principle as a reason in the kingdom of God while thing, why things are not being done is not a valid reason in my mind because God gave everybody a gift. He gave everybody a talent and everybody a bi- an ability. And so if only the 20% are using their talents and are doing 80% of the work, imagine if a 100% of the people used every gift and talent that God has given us uh, what would what would what would it all look like if everybody was was doing something for the kingdom of God? Things would be going all all over the place, wouldn't it? Uh, and so we should not subscribe to the 80-20 principle in the church because it should be a hundred percent, hundred percent working and hundred percent actively doing something for the kingdom of God because God has given us all something to use, right? And so we're not asking more of those uh, so-called 20% if we're going to use that. Those that are constantly serving and constantly giving for the kingdom of God, uh, we're not asking you to add more onto your plate today. What we're asking for are to help uh, more people join on board and more people help out in ministries and uh, maybe you you're not sure of where uh, where to fit in. That's okay. There's uh, sitting on the pew and not doing anything is is not doing any help. But we want everybody to to be a part of the ministries that are going on in the in the church, so that we all can begin to exercise our giftings and our abilities and uh, help the kingdom of God grow uh, and, and reach uh, the world around us. A Christian woman asked a minister, what is your idea of consecration? What is, what, what, tell me what consecration means. Can you tell me in one word what that means? Um, and, and so uh, what he, he, this minister said, you hold out a blank sheet of paper, you sign your name at the bottom, and you give it back to God and you say, God, whatever you put on there, I'm doing. That's, that's called serving. 
You see, we want to fill the paper out and then sign it and get it notarized so it can't be changed. Then, God, this is what I offer you. Take it or leave it. But that's not how the kingdom of God works. The kingdom of God says, I'm your servant. Here, I'm signing my name on the bottom line. I don't even know what the, what's on the paper. And really, it shouldn't even matter what's on the paper. Why? Because we're just happy to be here. It's a lot better than what's out there in the eternity. And heaven is a lot better than an eternity in hell. So why should we get nitpicky about what I do and what I'm not going to do for the kingdom when we should just be willing to sign our name and say, God, here I am. Here's my, here's my whatever talents you put on here. Hey, I'm going to use for your kingdom. I'm going to use for your ability to help reach this world. Uh, and so Isaiah 6 and 8 says, Also, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then I, Isaiah said, Here am I, send me, Lord. That's what God is looking for, for those who he's given talents and abilities to, saying, God, here I am, use me, Lord. I want to be a part. I want to give back. I want to pour something in to what has been feeding me and, and, and blessing me and, and, and helping my life grow, but I want to give back. And that's all about serving in the kingdom of God. If you stand with me today. You see, Jonah, Jonah was available. Jonah was equipped. He was a preacher. He knew how to preach. He knew how to deliver a message. He wasn't afraid. He didn't have stage fright. And he was able to publicly speak. Um... And he, he knew how to use the gifts that God had given him. But it came down and he didn't want to. He didn't want to go to Nineveh. He didn't like them people. He didn't feel like they deserved salvation. As wicked as they were, they don't deserve, they don't deserve the uh, salvation. They don't deserve repentance. They deserve the judgment that God is going to bring them. And so... Uh, I'm going to take things in my own uh, course, and I'm going to run away in the opposite direction. And obviously, you can't outrun God. Eventually, Jonah used his gift. God persuaded him to do that. And so don't let God persuade you into using what God has given you. Because that may not end up being a, a pleasant process. But we should be willing to offer and say, God, here, here, take of it. Here, how can I help, Lord? How can I, how can I pour in and how can I serve and how can I give back uh, to what you have given to me? And so you've got to make yourself available uh, uh, to help the kingdom of God grow. And today's service is about that, is, is reaching for, for, for more help. We, uh, things, we, we do things already, but... Uh, we want more help, more hands involved. We want everyone involved to do something that we can, uh, we have more help than, than we need. And we do new ministries and start all kinds of things because so much people are willing to do something. And uh, uh, that's what today is about. I mean, if, if you're already a part of something, that's great. We thank you for your service and all that you're doing. And uh, if you want to do something else, that's great. But uh, we want... We want people to, to, to join and say, hey, I, have a, I think I'm gifted here. How, I want to start using that for the kingdom. And, uh, what better uh, thing this year in 2023 to say, hey, I'm, I'm giving more to the church this year. Not just money-wise, but, hey, I'm, I'm serving the church more. I'm going to give more of my time and more of my energy to the church this year. How is that a bad thing? I, I would say you'll probably end up being more blessed if you did that. Not that it's about blessing and not that it's about all those things, but it's about what God has given me and given you and that we are going to use it for his kingdom. And we, we, we all gather here on Sunday here and, and we see each other's faces and shake hands and swap smiles and we, we enjoy to our, uh, our company one another and services and all these things, but uh, a lot happens to get all this going. A lot happens. Even It starts uh, uh, Saturday night. People volunteer their time to go to Panera and pick up bread. 
that we can give it out today and people can come and take it all. It just doesn't show up. I wish it did. It'd save us, save us some time. But somebody's got to go get the bread. And then somebody's got to, it doesn't, those nice bags and stickers that, that we take, it doesn't come like that. It comes in a big box. Nothing is bagged. So that starts Saturday night. Sunday morning, people start bagging it, putting the stickers on it, praying for it, and, and all those things all ready to be disappear here in a few minutes. And somebody volunteered their time for that. If you're a recipient of that and you've been blessed by that, maybe you can think about, hey, I want this to bless me and I want to sign up and help help that or again there's so many areas to, to help minister and, and, and to go on but uh, you know the, the music team and the worship team there they show up uh, 8 o'clock even earlier they start coming here praying services until 11 you know 9.30 but they're here early praying preparing for the service other people show up that, to pray in the back room 8 o'clock, 8.15, so that we can come here and we can have a, a, a great thing, a great service, and we've got kid, people watching the kids and uh, all kinds of people on the foyer and, and all kinds of things that are happening right, even right now that we may not even see, uh, but people are serving, and people are using their talents and their abilities, and, and just because the lights shut down after this, after we leave, doesn't mean it's over. No, there's things that go on during the week, and uh, people got to uh, reach out to those uh, guests, new people that showed up, and invite them back. And uh, somebody's got to look out for who wasn't here today. And, hey, let's check in on so-and-so. I haven't been there. Somebody's got to do that, right? And so, so many things happen uh, throughout the week and even throughout the service to make all this come together. Because we want to be, we want to give back to the kingdom. And it's not about us. It's about what can we give so that God gets the glory. What can we put in and pour out so that God's power and his presence comes in here. And it's unquestionable that he shows up so that uh, somebody who's comes through those doors, uh, somebody that is hurting and, and lost and doesn't know, they come in here and they feel something they've never felt before. The power and majesty of Almighty God. All because there's people behind the scenes have been praying saying, God, we're believing today. Something's going to happen today. We're believing that you're going to do something and we're going to serve and help give our time and energy and effort and, 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 and so for the kingdom of God so that we can help minister and impact the lives around us. And so if you, if you want to uh, join uh, ministry, just fill out that paper, give it to an usher, give it, give it to somebody who's serving or put it on the platform or the altar here or give it to somebody and say, hey, I want to do something for the kingdom this year. I want to I want to help out, and if you're already doing something, you want to help out even more, that's great. But uh, uh, we want everyone to utilize what God has given them uh, for his kingdom. And so we don't need to be complacent in these last days. As that parable says, the master went away, and he's coming back soon. Jesus is returning soon, and we are his servants. We don't need to be caught not doing anything for him. We need to be doing uh, what God has given us. And not that it's about doing either. What's more important than doing is spending time with him, that relationship with him, because we can do all kinds of stuff and never spend any time with God. We've got to spend time with him, but also utilize our giftings and what God has given us. And so... We know he's coming back. Uh, we don't need to forget who we are that, and what we have been given. We are the children of God. We have been filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. We have been given gifts and talents and abilities, each and every one of us, to edify the church, to help each other out, to build the church, to make it stronger, and to help expand the, the territory and the reach in this world. And so 
Uh, we are uh, people who, who read their Bibles. We are people who pray. We are people who fast and crucify our flesh. And we are people who pick up our cross and follow after him. And uh, we are all these things. And God has given us talents to use for his, his kingdom. And so I want to do my part today. Amen. So I want to open up these altars to those you want to bring up bring your paper and lay it down or, or or if you need something from God today he is here today if you need a healing in your body the Bible says come and uh, get together and pray uh, we're gonna pray for that I believe God can heal you and touch you today if you need deliverance from something come on down God can deliver you here today uh, because it's not about us it's about his kingdom and God wants to get the glory today so let's come together as a body and begin to seek the face of the Lord and see his will and his desire today and in our lives, God. We want you, Jesus. We need you, God. More and more, God. It's not about us. It's about you, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to serve you, God. To the best of our abilities. 